Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select... Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, Jackson himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Fast Podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Rubble. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, yes, I sound a little bit different recording uh, from a different location uh, today. That, that sounds very secretive, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not really a secretive location. It's just uh, not in my usual uh, office to be able to record this. But So, so that's why um, maybe I, I sound a bit more echoey and as Dylan and I have talked about, you may also hear um, some some dogs in the background. As uh, I know, Dylan has a dog uh, where he's at right now. I have multiple dogs, um, and they enjoy uh, playing with each other. So uh, this could be the puppy bowl episode of the podcast, for Dylan. So if uh, anyone needs some excitement, uh, I guess we can we can talk about the uh, the results of the puppy bowl on the next episode. Yeah, I'll have to look those back up. I did watch that briefly instead of some of the pregame shows before the actual Super Bowl this year. So I'd have to go back to the tape to really do some more uh, further analysis. But yeah, no, I have my dog here, but he's he's pretty quiet usually, so we should be fine. The most you're going to hear is a little grumble from him, but otherwise, he's uh, he's sat here a couple times now while we've been recording during uh, this stay-at-home situation we have on our hands. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, we've got dogs running around everywhere. We've got uh, NFL signings all over the place. Uh, it is a uh, crazy time in the NFL and the puppy world. Uh, but, uh, Dylan, we're mostly going to focus on the NFL world because that's what we do here on the podcast. And uh, the biggest story, I think, uh, you know, since the last time we recorded this podcast has undoubtedly been Cam Newton being released by the Panthers. Uh, I don't think it's something that surprised us. Uh, we knew it was ultimately probably going to happen when the, the rumors continue to circulate that they just were not able to trade him. Um, and uh, ultimately, that's what happened. Uh, Cam Newton released because the Panthers seemingly had about 15 quarterbacks on their roster. Um, but uh, they released Cam Newton. They trade Kyle Allen to the Redskins. And that makes it pretty clear that uh, it is Teddy Bridgewater's team there in Carolina, although they did sign uh, P.J. Walker, the XFL uh, standout. Uh, but uh, Cam Newton getting released, not a big surprise. And now it's just a matter of trying to figure out uh, maybe where he lands next. 
Yeah, I thought, you know, if he was going to get released, I thought there's going to be something that came out about his physical still having issues. But we, you know, we just had our article, uh, you know, about how he had a physical, everything foot-wise, shoulder-wise came out clean with an independent doctor as well as the Panthers. So, I mean, from that point of view, I'm surprised that someone didn't take a flyer in him in a trade. Now they can sign him, obviously, without having to give anything up. But I look at some of the other guys, I mean, even the Nick Foles trade for the Bears. If I'm the Bears, I don't know how... I mean, I know Nick Foles won a Super Bowl and we saw Jalen Mills kind of come back on Twitter at someone that was suggesting this exact thing about uh, how Cam could have been a better option for Chicago than Foles. Yes, you know, Foles had that incredible run and had the poise in in the playoffs in those two uh, two runs with the Eagles looked pretty damn good. But, I mean, it's Cam Newton. This is a guy that won an MVP. He's still not that old. I mean, he's not going to probably be able to do all the things he did physically earlier in his career, but... When he's healthy, he's still you know a top tier quarterback, still at least far above average in my opinion. So while for all the issues with the shoulder, I get that that's probably still probably the concern that is uh, keeping teams from taking a chance. But uh, if, <laughs> there's a lot of franchises that don't have the most certain quarterback situations. I don't understand why you don't just have a take him on for even a year. I mean, even if you have an established quarterback, just having that kind of backup option, that guy in the QB room, isn't a bad thing. So if you have money to spend, even if you're not planning to necessarily play Cam, and I'm sure that will uh, be in- incorporated into where he eventually does sign, if he's going to be the projected starter or not. But uh, he could also do the same kind of thing where he's looking more ahead and you know putting himself in a good situation with a good team. Uh, I, you know, the team that kind of I, I know that most people are talking about as one that makes sense just given the fact they need a quarterback they have a really good team around them is the new england patriots but uh we had our uh you know jeff howell had a, a tweet about his source saying that the patriots are, are not interested in cam at this time that's surprising to me maybe they maybe they are committed to moving forward uh, with this season kind of being a, a more of a transition year and adding cam would just kind of mix that up in terms of making them uh, a little more competitive maybe than they want to be. I'm not really sure. About that, but I, I, don't, I just don't know how a team like the Patriots otherwise wouldn't want a guy like Cam at this point. Yeah, like we said, I mean, it's uh, if they go forward with what they have right now, I mean, we mentioned it. I mean, the division is still not to the point to where it's just like they can go out and they're just going to automatically be the worst team in the division. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, they, they still, you know, you've got to have a quarterback. And right now, um, you know, they don't have a, a proven starter at this point. Uh, in his career uh, with any mm-hmm. of the guys that they have on the roster. And so it would make sense. And I know one of our writers at Clutch Points did, did an article on why it makes sense for the Patriots to do that. Um, and you mentioned the Bears. I think there was the report that the Bears and the Chargers were the two yep. teams specifically that the Panthers mm-hmm. are trying to trade with. Uh, nothing came with that. However, you know, that, I mean, I think probably more so the Chargers and the Bears at this point could, could pick Cam Newton up, I think, in free agency now. Um, you know, maybe there's a fit there. Uh, I don't know, but uh, it would seem like that may be something mm-hmm. for Anthony Lynn. Uh, as we said, the reason why seemingly they moved on from Philip Rivers was because Anthony Lynn, you know, seemed to favor a more mobile type of quarterback. That's why Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor is considered the starter at this point. Now, you know, how mobile is Cam at this point in his career? We don't know. But, I mean, I guess you could see that making sense if the Chargers made a move there, although I think we all seem to to pretty much agree that the Chargers' path could be just the quarterback in the draft. Uh, But maybe Uh they have some options, but but otherwise, I mean, really – you know, you look around everywhere else. It's like where, where, where else makes the most sense other than, I guess, the Patriots, the Bears, or the Chargers. 
Yeah, it's it's funny looking back about a week ago, the, the report came out that the Pan- the Panthers themselves, you know, said you know we're allowing Cam Newton to seek a trade. He came back said this wasn't on me, this wasn't my decision, all that stuff. And after that happened, we we had our another article on our site, and the three teams we mentioned as trade targets were the Patriots, the Bears, <laughs> um, and the Chargers. And of course, those are the two teams they did try to trade them to, as well as the team that we think would be the best fit. So it's kind of it's kind of all worked out again in terms of just looking where it made sense. The Bears now with Nick Foles in the in the mix, uh, probably out. You think where are they going to have Mitch Foles and crowded QB room? I mean, at least more talent than some of the past ones they've had, but. Uh, still don't see that fitting. So yeah, outside of the, the Patriots, the Chargers have a little over 24 million cap space, plenty to sign Cam. I'm sure uh, he's not going to be going over anything like that uh, after getting released. Where you know the Carolina couldn't even find a trade partner for him. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like you said, in, in terms of their offense, you talk about a, also a franchise here in Los Angeles that is trying to you know leave its imprint and actually build up a fan base. Having a, a superstar uh, you know face. Like Cam Newton, who's going to obviously sell more tickets, I think easily if you if they sign him, some of these uh, season tickets that aren't going off the shelves as quickly as they are for the Rams are going to probably start uh, being bought with that kind of name, and those jersey sales are going to be uh, great as well. Such a, just a lovable guy and big name. So in terms of that part of it for the Chargers, in addition to the actual football wise, like this is a Charger team that we think uh, I say I feel like every year, let alone since we've started this podcast, that has a good amount of talent. Um, so why not throw them in the mix? Like you said, with Anthony Lynn and what they're trying to do could fit in better as well. So yeah, outside of the Patriots, the Chargers definitely looking like an interesting team, but the fact that they, yeah, that Justin Herbert kind of number six with the number six pick, feels like that's going to happen as well. So the uh, Chargers have a decision to make. And I think, yeah, you know, it depends how much they want to kind of go all in now or they could get real crazy and, you know, do both. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, you know, you think about that, they could do both. And I think one of the advantages of him going to the Chargers is that, I mean, all the questions have been about his arm strength. Well, you've got a pass catching back and Austin Eckler, probably one of the best in the NFL. Um, you know, where you can you can probably do some things on offense having a guy like that where you're not having to necessarily throw the ball 50 yards down the field, uh, even though they do have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and guys like that. But I don't know. Maybe that's – I think you, if we make a prediction right now, like I would say it's probably going to be the Chargers. Um, mm-hmm. Because, and again, there's, there may be someone we're not thinking about. But we, we pretty much know it's not going to be the Redskins at this point. They traded for Kyle Allen. I mean, you know, Ron Rivera already has one of his former quarterbacks there. Um, I just seems highly unlikely they're going to bring in Cam. Why would they? Why would they trade for Kyle Allen? If that no. was going to be the case. Um, and then, like you said, with the Bears, I mean, they have Nick Foles. Uh, what's worse than a than a you know rotating two quarterbacks in and outs, rotating three quarterbacks in and out? Uh, and I think that would make Bears fans even more frustrated. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just you know where else would it be? And, and I don't know that mm-hmm. there's any other spot that makes sense for him to compete. For a starting job right I mean because look yeah. I guess he could always be a backup but um you know and look here's the question too and if healthy maybe it's it's a different discussion but it's like think about this Cam Newton or Jameis Winston right now like which one makes more sense if you're a team that is going out and doing this because I think there there are obviously questions on both sides but it's like I mean doesn't Jameis still make a lot more sense for teams um, because I mean he at least showed that you know he can he can do a lot of good things and though he did some bad things uh, mm-hmm. on the field but it's like you know I don't know what if that's a discussion that, that some of these teams are having uh, maybe a different scenario because we know Cam wants to start and it seems like Jameis at this point probably understands that he's not going to start unless he's just able to beat someone else out 
Um, so I don't know. It, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Yeah, I feel like Jameis will end up more on a, a team that already has an established quarterback where it's clear he's not going to be playing unless absolutely needed. Whereas, yeah, for Cam, like you're saying, I, I, like they have different pros and cons too. Like the the, the cons for Cam are all health related, where the football wise yep. are are you know the things are are also pretty important for Jameis. But I, you know, maybe it makes more sense for more, more teams in the NFL right now to bring in a guy like Jameis in terms of what they already have at the quarterback position. I also, I mean, if Cam is healthy and you're a team like the Redskins, we're talking about a team that has so many holes on the roster. You, I wouldn't really, it doesn't make sense if I'm a franchise that needs so many things to, to work on. Also, when you have a young QB you're, you're trying to get reps with to have a guy in and kind of take those away and kind of probably lead you to a couple more wins than you might need as you're, as you're trying to build out of uh, the hole that that franchise is in. So he, you have to find a team like the Chargers, or, or, or why they're such a great example, but that have talent that do think they can win at this point, even if they do have a young quarterback uh, that they do want to draft. Uh, having a guy to help kind of bridge that gap would make sense. It, you know, uh, try to look down other teams. Uh, I don't think the Broncos would be interested yeah, necessarily. But in terms of another young guy that you want to, you don't want to take away reps from, but a team that we think could be pretty decent otherwise. Um, but I, I mean, Drew Locke did look good in those games, but it still wasn't, you know, the longest audition. Uh, but I'm just working through all the teams in terms of cap space. At a certain point, you yeah. get past a line where you know these teams probably won't be able to afford him unless Cam really wants to to take a pretty big uh, pay cut. I mean, he already is going to more significantly so the, the list dwindles quick and the chargers just keep coming up when i look at it uh, otherwise you know i don't know where else he's gonna go and uh not you know at least be competing for a job i mean the bengals obviously are gonna <laughs> unless something dramatic changes they're gonna have joe burrow and even if they do keep andy dalton i think for them it's a separate conversation i think that might be a good idea to bridge the gap for um for Burrow, if Andy is okay with staying there and, and then hitting free agency after another year, possibly starting for Cincinnati. We'll see what happens. But they don't really make sense. Jacksonville looks like they're pretty set after trading Foles, and their the rebuild is completely yeah. uh, uh, on full force with all the trades they've made. So it really wouldn't make sense for them to try to, to win more games. So, yeah, the, the, list, uh, the list cuts down pretty quickly. Yep, it does. And while uh, Jameis and Cam are still looking for places to play you don't have to look for anywhere to play because bet online is there for you and uh, while currently there is no nba nhl or mlb you may think there's nothing to bet on as we continue to say you would be wrong we don't like telling you you're wrong but um you are in this case if you think there's nothing to bet on because our exclusive partner bet online still has hundreds of sports events and games to wager on you can let them bring vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack they're all open 24 hours a day all online including their seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar poker series so if you're into props and entertainment betting you can also bet on survivor big brother american idol the stock prices and even the weather a favorite of dylan and i's uh, when it comes to betting at bet online just visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE, uh, at BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Really, Dylan, uh, besides Cam, uh, not a whole lot going on uh, free agency-wise. I know Robbie Anderson signed with Cam's former team, the Panthers. We had been waiting on Robbie Anderson. We weren't sure, but we thought the fit may make sense because he did play for Matt Rule at Temple. Um, Ndamukong Sue is back with the Bucks. Uh, Von Bell going to the Bengals. Maybe it's sort of an underrated 
offseason for the Bengals in terms of what they've been able to do mm-hmm. and also thinking that they're going to draft Joe Burrow. Um, just some of the, the other signings uh, that are out there as the, uh, the dogs here continue the, the puppy bowl um, outside <laughs> of, of the office here. You know, those are good signings for a team that obviously – uh, a long way to go, but I, I mean, it starts now. You can't, anytime you can bring in a fo- good football player for a pretty affordable contract, uh, it's not a bad thing. So, yeah, Cincinnati making some decent moves, like you're saying, and uh, excited to just see. Hopefully, though, they won't be on this uh, same kind of level as uh, previous years. Where, I mean, last year, especially, we watched that game against the uh, early on in the season against the Seahawks in week we, one. Or we like, were well, all they, in. You know, after it looks like they're going to be able to do something. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I do think it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I mean, yeah, the rebuild, I mean, there's no better time than starting them now. And, and we saw that kind of with Miami last year. So maybe they'll have, have some improvement like that. But on the other hand, yeah, for Indominus Sue, pretty big, in my opinion, for uh, what that, I mean, they're the, for the Buccaneers, they had one of the best uh, run defenses in the NFL. I think actually just first in regular statistics. I'm not sure if they're first in DVOA, but they're definitely top five or six. Uh, so just adding, keeping them there, he just plugs those gaps and he really, I mean, from the year he was with the Rams, where not his best season, but you, you kind of could tell last year he really focused more on actually his, his responsibilities and not trying to do too much. And uh, really that, that defensive line, keeping that whole group together is going to be pretty important for Tampa Bay as they try to compete. And like we said, a really tough division and the, the conference overall. And then for Robbie Anderson, I mean, yeah, good, a great get for Carolina. I'm glad that he also got a pretty decent contract, you know, after initially the, the market seemed like it wasn't really there for him. So I think it works out well in his case. And uh, we'll see. I mean, there were people right after that happened talking about maybe Curtis Samuel being shopped if, uh, because of the signing. But it sounds like, at least from the limited rumors that I can find, that he's not going to be traded. So pretty interesting receiving group there. I think DJ Moore and, and Curtis Samuel as a guy that uh, in different fantasy leagues owned both of them. Pretty underrated players when you just watch them and what they can do. I'm excited to see what, what that Matt Rule offense looks like, even if uh, Carolina still has some other issues in the, that division to overcome in uh, 2020. Speaking of uh, Panthers, former Panthers receiver, Devin Funchess, um, now with the Packers, that's one that maybe, you know, maybe hard to get a, a read on at this point. Um, we had a feeling the Packers were going to, you know, maybe go after a receiver of some sort. I know Robbie Anderson was one we had tried to tie to them, uh, seemingly going back to when they, you know, I guess the rumors were they were going to try to trade for him. Uh, that was during the season, but uh, picking up Devin Funches, I mean, I guess, you know, we know what he can be, and it's it's interesting, I guess, we're talking about Devin Funches and Cam in the same sort of episode, because we remember back, you know, when those two were, were connecting, doing really good things for the Panthers, uh, now, you know, it's like, we, we mentioned the Cam stuff, I guess with Devin Funches, uh, it's a matter of, of seeing, you know, you're surrounded by one of the best quarterbacks in the game, uh, that's going to help, and, uh, you know, maybe an interesting fit uh, for Devin Funches in Green Bay. Yeah, I, I mean, for the Packers, yeah, like you said, we talked about Robbie Anderson. We had a, a rumor article about how the, they also pursued Emmanuel Sanders. Those guys kind of fit maybe a little more into what I would have envisioned for that number two receiver role of a burner that can kind of just separate deep uh, with Aaron Rodgers still being an elite uh, deep ball passer in the NFL. Uh, Devin Funch is a, a much different <laughs> yeah. uh, guy. It's, it, it definitely isn't the a big, uh, quite bulky tight end looking dude as he has been in some previous years. But we'll see how he does. It's, uh, I mean, a good situation to be in. Uh, I mean, it's certain flashes of him. Uh, I know really it's only, it's been a few years since he really was that good, like you're talking about with Carolina. So 
Uh, good start. I mean, you if you're from his point of view, it's a great uh, place to land in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, with that offense, what they were able to do last year. And, yeah, we'll see what the Packers do moving forward. I still think in the draft uh, there's no reason they can't try to uh, target at some point another receiver to really uh, build up that room. Like, we, uh, you know, last year a lot of times it was just Devontae Adams and then some names that, I mean, guys like Alan Lazard, did play quite well and guys did step up um drawn them out in certain games scantling other games but overall they didn't have that like established number two so i still think they need to find someone i'm not sure if Funches answers that bell completely but at least it gives them another option that they can rely on for this next season yeah lots of wide receiver targets we've talked about how good this wide receiver group is um in the draft and you know you could see the packers being one of those teams matt lafleur is an offensive guy so you could see them uh you know making a trade trying to, to move up to get someone uh, one of these one of these guys, but uh, we'll see uh, what happens there with the Packers. But um, before we wrap up, since we are contractually obligated to mention Tom Brady, um, we have to in every episode. I think uh, that's just the rule. Uh, he did have his uh, his press conference with the Bucks, uh, his first one of course, like all press conferences, a little bit unique. Uh, done, uh, you know, not in person with the, the press. There uh, it was more done on a, a remote basis. Um, not really a lot, you know, and, and you talked about that before we started recording. It was, it was, it was a Tom Brady press conference. You, you just got what you figured you were going to get. Um, he was excited. Uh, he likes, you know, the direction of the Bucks. He knows that he's got some weapons to work with there. And when asked about the Patriots, uh, quite honestly, he just really didn't really have much to say. He just deflected, uh, everything about the Patriots because we know Tom Brady's not one to to outwardly just throw you know a team under the bus that uh, he spent 20 years mm-hmm. with um, and I think anyone who was expecting that just I don't know why uh, because we knew that wasn't going to happen but really uh, he basically just said you know he appreciated everything for the Patriots uh, he's you know it's a new start for him and quite honestly mm-hmm. there, there wasn't a whole lot more to it than that. Yeah, I mean, even early in Tom Brady's career, if you look at interviews uh, in that first uh, Super Bowl run, the dude was already prepped for the media in terms of <laughs> how yeah. clean his answers come across. There's no no controversial remarks rarely ever made, and if they are, they're uh, not necessarily controversial, but more fiery and kind of uh, you know motive, uh, sparked from his passion for football. And a lot of the, the big quotes that we take from Brady, you think about, are on the field when he's mic'd up, right? They're not really <laughs> from these press conferences too often. Uh, so yeah, not surprised he didn't dive into much of the Patriots stuff that would have been uh interesting obviously but I mean I think as we've learned over the the past few years since that started coming out um you know about how he wasn't pleased with him possibly being shot to the 49ers and this, the same time that they ended up trading Garoppolo in 2017 all, all the things that we hear and the behind the scenes are, are you know going to be sourced Brady Belichick Kraft none of these guys are going to talk about that kind of stuff so not surprised from that end but yeah in terms of just for the Tampa Bay Bucks I mean he all the reasons you know that we looked at it making sense seem to be what Tom and <laughs> was talking about in terms of all the weapons and how excited he is in this offense what he's gonna be able to do so uh yeah if you're if you're a you know a Buccaneers fan that's really been suffering through all these uh last uh, you know 12 years since you made the playoffs it's got to be really exciting I know there was there's some <laughs> videos of uh of Bucks fans that are just not Tom Brady fans, but uh, they were incredibly yeah. pleased about the idea. But I think once they see him on the field and they start winning some football games, that's going to change. And I, I do think just in terms of the accountability it's going to bring and not that Bruce Arians can't establish a culture. We've seen what he did uh, in the past, and especially in Arizona, but also as a part of some of those Steeler teams um, previously. Uh, I, I, you know, Adding Brady to that mix, it's going to just – everyone's going to be – 
just locked in once they finally are able to practice. We'll see with uh, the pandemic right now when I know there's concerns about the season starting on time. But overall, once once they get in the room together, in the locker room together, uh, I, it's pretty clear that this guy is ready to, you know, not that he hasn't attacked every season with his uh, full 100% effort. But I think there's just something even more mentally that it's another challenge for Tom Brady. I mean, he's uh, it's crazy for a guy that's won so many Super Bowls, won so many division titles, made so many straight AFC title games to have things that are still motivating him. But I think this new challenge is going to be a kind of a some fresh air for him. And uh, yeah, he, he's clearly excited about it. That part, I mean, as much as the, top, the stuff about New England, you can tell he's not opening up. Uh, it did really seem genuine what he had to say about Tampa Bay and how excited he is. Yeah, we'll see how many Bucks fans uh, change their opinion of him when they're uh, nine months from now when they're playing uh, an <laughs> NFC title game or something. I don't. I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be rooting against Tom Brady at that point. Um, but yeah, he's again. It was. Uh, it was a good press conference. Uh, he said the things he thought he would say and. He is ready uh, to get things started there with the Bucks, But uh, that'll wrap it up. And, Dylan, uh, lots of great stuff going on over at Clutch Points. We've mentioned some of the stuff what we've done here, looking at some of these signings in free agency. Were they good moves? Were they bad moves for some of these teams? Um, looking at how things could unfold for some of these star players that have signed, Tom Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, all the others uh, as they go into uh, the 2020 NFL season. So let everybody know where they can find all of that stuff. Yeah, all of our written content you can find at points.com under the NFL section. Uh, we'll have, in addition to all the free agency uh, follow-up that's still happening and all the guys that are still waiting to be landed, we'll cover all that, continue analyzing best landing spots. But pretty quickly, I think from uh, here on, we're going to be diving and more into needs for teams after post-free agency and then looking more at the draft and what's available. All indications are the draft's still going to happen on time, even if it's just over Skype or something <laughs> of that nature. But yeah. we'll have that all covered on, on Clutch Points under the NFL section. Then in the Clutch Points app as well, you can read all of our written and uh, and our audio content is available in the Clutch Points app in the NFL section. So you can listen to us there in addition to obviously all your Apple and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. So appreciate all the readers and uh, anyone, new listeners that are still hanging on here hanging out at home i uh, hope you're all doing well <laughs> and uh yeah we'll just keep uh, chugging forward yep for sure uh, lots more stuff with the draft uh, on the way as we said as of right now the expectation is that the draft will go on as normal um you know in terms of the date it won't go on as normal in terms of the presentation but uh should be fun mm. in the draft lots of teams out there uh should be you know i don't think this changes anything probably with the draft in terms of the moves that we're going to see um always excitement as we know and uh, teams fill some needs as they get ready for the new season. But check all that stuff out at Clutch Points, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks to the fine folks at Blue Wire and uh, our sponsor, Bet Online, for all that they do. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.